0: Welcome to the Thrive Project Podcast. Here we are on a journey together to discover wholehearted and meaningful living. The stories of others become our guides as we pursue our passions, forge our paths, and ultimately walk in the fullness of life. I am so glad you have joined me today. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. And with my amazing pastor Jeff, so this is an exciting project that I've been thinking about for years that I just haven't gotten to. And I'm in this new season of life where I'm doing the things that I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is a good lesson I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But um, this is one of those things. So basically, you know, when I ended college, I thought, what I want, what do I want to do with my life? And All my friends around me were asking the same question, and I feel like I've come back to that question again. I'm ready to transition into something new in my life, but I don't know what that's gonna be. So I thought, why don't I take from the wealth of knowledge that's around me in my community and my sphere and interview different people and find out how did they come to find their calling in life, and their place of thriving and meaning. Um, so that's what I'm doing. So my first one today, my interview is with my pastor, Jeff. He's been my pastor since I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And he's so amazing. He just has so much wisdom and just such a man of integrity and character. And I think he's just living out his calling in such a beautiful way. So that's why I wanted to bring him on for all, of, all to, yes. to learn from. So Jeff. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, then we'll get into the questions.
1: All right. Um, well, I've been a pastor in Laguna for going on 17 years. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: that's and
1: amazing. I did, before that, another six years of youth ministry. So I've done this for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I kind of came to Laguna thinking I would be here for three to five years and have ended up raising my family here. So good. She was awesome. And my job's changed a few times. I was an assistant pastor here and a co-lead pastor. And now mm-hmm. I'm the lead pastor of our church. And I have three kids, Gabe Mia and Lila. The My best. oldest just turned 16 a oh couple days gosh. ago. And my wife, Patty. And so we've so been married lovely. for 18 years. Oh. Yeah.
0: Such a good family. <laughs> I love them. <laughs>
1: And you've babysat our kids. Exactly. Yeah, right.
0: So we have a long history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you've always just been such a voice, an important voice in my life. Hmm. And I'm just so thankful for you and all you've spoken in my life and the wisdom you've given me and insight and the questions you've helped me work through and everything. So it really is such an honor for you to be. My Uh, first interviewee in this project.
1: (laughs) Glad to be here.
0: Yes. So my first question is just about calling in general. Like, what does that word calling mean to you?
1: Yeah, which is good, because I think I feel like I'm still learning all Mm -hmm. of this, and so it keeps changing. Mm -hmm. But calling, I think I used to see it as something where you arrived, like Mm -hmm. you found this thing, and then you just from then on knew. Um, Whereas I think now I feel like calling is something that you can kind of come in and out of. Yeah. And um, I think it's—so it's kind of fluid. And I think not only that, it it changes through time. So I think sometimes you find this thing, but you continue to grow older. And yeah. so it changes. Your calling changes along the way, mm-hmm. kind of with seasons of life, too. Mm-hmm. So there's complexity to it. But um, it is much more to me about flow yeah. than about arriving somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Because I think, you know, a lot of us that are younger, like in my age group, we're kind of like, okay, what is that one thing? You know, mm-hmm. I just got to find that. And then I'll be set, you know. Right. Rather than seeing it in seasons, like, okay, what's what's going to be great for me right now, and then yeah. that might change. And I think that takes off a lot of pressure of like
1: definitely, of one thing, you know? right? Yeah. Oh, to find this thing, and you know, you're so often. I think for me, like, so much of that is shaped around your who your parents are and mm-hmm. what you've grown up with. And totally. So I did engineering for like three years of my undergrad because that was my dad and okay, I love my yeah. dad and what he, you know, mm-hmm. who he was. And then I think it was an important step to realize, okay, that's not me, but yeah. it's funny because I think even now I look back and go, oh, some of that was me. Mm-hmm. And so even that wasn't, I think at the time I thought, oh, I've wasted this time.
0: Yeah.
1: And you start realizing, even when you're exploring down what seemed like wrong roads, Yeah. there's some real value to it. Yeah, so, yeah. I love
0: that. I think that, also provides so much freedom to realize, like, okay, just make a decision. And from that decision, it's like you'll learn and it'll continue to lead you instead of thinking, this was the wrong thing, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. It's really
1: helpful. And that, I think that creates the the sort of idea that there's these two doors and one is right and one is Mm -hmm, wrong. mm -hmm. And I think I've realized, like, going through life, there's been plenty of times where I'm not sure there was a right or wrong door. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure if one was better than the other. Yeah. Just different. Yeah. And in some of that, you it's kind of like what you want to experience first because I think there are lessons behind each door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's interesting how those choices will come back around sometimes years later and you're yeah. like, oh, this is that choice again. And yeah. you'll cho- choose the other one even though yeah. the first one was so good. Yeah. So.
0: That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. So what was that journey for you kind of going from engineering And then switching into something that maybe you felt was more you or more along the lines of what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's an interesting thing about ministry because I grew up at a small church. And so I think I never saw that as a vocational possibility. Mm -hmm. So I always was like a, I was a youth pastor when I was 19, but volunteer at my Mm -hmm. church and just ran it because I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think for me, I never took it seriously as a job until it was offered to me. Mm -hmm. It was just something that... um, was fun it brought me to life and so that career choice was more like an invitation that I wasn't Mm. looking for and I was considering other things so So I sort of stumbled into it that way yeah which is I think part of the way God can lead you sometimes it sort of comes out of left field where you're not focused but yeah yeah but it was really joyful because I think I was trying to figure out something it needed to feel harder than it was and in some ways
2: Mm.
1: it was like just so nice to be able to choose something that already felt so natural and good. Whoa, so, that's
0: cool. Yeah. Do you think that that's kind of a good insight when you are walking in something that's like, whoa, this is just, this is coming naturally. This is easy. Do you think that's a good insight into something that is along the lines of kind of your calling and your, your. Sure.
1: Uh, I think that sort of natural ease is a sign of your giftings, mm-hmm. which Doesn't mean that's necessarily your calling Mm -hmm. either. I mean, I think that's part of it. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we can limit calling down to what we're talented in or gifted in.
2: Yeah.
1: But that sort of natural ease, I think it's easy to assume when we're in that zone that isn't this the way everybody else is. And Mm -hmm. you come to realize over time, no. Yeah. A lot of people look at you and go, how do you do that? And you're thinking, I don't know how I do this. I just do it. Yeah. Um, Which is fun to discover those things about Mm -hmm. you. And certainly, like, talents are a wonderful thing. But, again, I think calling is much deeper. Yeah. And so we can almost miss it by focusing too much on the sort of self-satisfaction instead Mm -hmm. of realizing that calling isn't just about our fulfillment, but really how it integrates with others around us and how we connect and give back. I think that keeps it honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. I love that. So... What, what do you, when were there points in your life when you kind of felt like, whoa, I'm totally like in my zone. Like I'm thriving. I'm doing what I was made to do.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, and I think oftentimes those are seasons because um, I think we can be doing what we're supposed to be doing, and it can feel overwhelming, Mm
2: -hmm. right? Yes.
1: Um, And I think of times like that where I thought, oh, I feel like I'm in over my head when really I was in my calling and it just felt new, and it required more of me, more courage than I had, and I was just having to learn that. Um, But I I think it's almost afterwards you realize it because it's got this sort of self-forgetful quality to it Mm. where... um, So for me, with speaking, I've felt that where I think... I was just talking from my heart
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know, Patty would say, Oh, there was such an authority on Mm -hmm. you. And realizing authority is not this like posture, this confidence that you muster up. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's just sort of a natural ease and flow that like comes like you're speaking right in your passion.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But again, if that was calling alone, yeah. I wouldn't have—that would end up taking up a small part of my life because I think it's something yeah. that you kind of come into. And then, yeah. you know, so there's—and sometimes there's seasons where you're really in the flow. But I mm-hmm. think often it's moments yeah. where you go, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I think there's a deep sort of joy that comes with that, too. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if that's ever been a place where I've felt like I've remained long. Yeah. But that's good, too, all right? Because I think the times where you don't feel it, there's almost a a hunger that creates that's Mm -hmm. good and Mm -hmm. keeps. Again, it's just not this static thing, right? We're constantly being drawn into something bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. So the second we've found it, I think there's a a tendency to want to say, okay, this is enough. Let's just stay here. Mm -hmm. Then God goes, no, there's more. Yeah. But.
0: I love that. There's always more.
1: Always more. That can be overwhelming sometimes yeah, too. You. Sometimes true. you're going like, oh, I just need a break. Yeah,
0: this is this is good. Mm-hmm.
1: I definitely feel that.
0: Yeah. But. So if that's, so if you're not necessarily looking for that feeling of I'm thriving, I'm in my zone. And there's other parts of the calling that maybe don't feel like that. So what is it that kind of tells you like I'm in my calling? Mm-hmm. How do you come to discern that?
1: Yeah, well, I think it is. It's a little bit of a, there's an art to it, mm-hmm. like a few different factors. I was thinking about this, thinking um, there's certain emotions that I'll feel when I'm doing something that's connected mm-hmm. to what I'm called to. And mm-hmm. one of the most uncomfortable ones, um, so I love this book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, yes. where he talks all about resistance. hmm and you like learn to spot that ahead of time and mm-hmm. realize that that's a good thing when it shows up, mm-hmm. even though it's a battle. And even though you've got to wrestle this thing down, yeah. it means you're engaged with something really meaningful for you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not feeling resistance, it's probably because you're living too small of a life, right? Yes. So that resistance, as much as I dislike that and would rather not, um, reminds me that I'm doing work that I'm supposed to mm-hmm. be doing. Um I think there's also, you know, I would compare it to this almost young joyfulness Mm. that um, kind of like that young kid that hopes one day to be this thing, right? And um, I think of my little nephews and they want to be superheroes so bad. And I think it probably feels a little bit like that on a certain level. But this longing to be something bigger Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that I'm realizing, I think that's something that I've always felt, but I always was a little embarrassed about and realize now, oh, I think that's something God delights in mm. is connecting those longings of our heart to a bigger story. Yeah. And so I realized too that um, when there's sort of a texture of hope
2: mm. to what I'm
1: going through mm. of like, oh, what if?
2: Yeah.
1: That that's a sign yeah. that I'm on the right path. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, I think, two other things. I think there's sort of the affirmation that you see What you're doing is connecting with others. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's different than praise, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm -hmm. you see that, um, oh, this isn't just for me.
2: Yeah.
1: That's really been huge for me is realizing like this, my personal values, when I see those developing in others, I think I'm in my calling. Mm -hmm. So I long to go deep, but when I see others going deep and they're saying, well, this is what you've been telling me to do. And I think, oh yeah, it is. That, to me, is an indication of calling. Yeah. And then I think maybe the last, there's so many, but I think one, I think criticism sometimes too. Hmm. Where you, yeah. you're not playing as safe. Yeah. And you realize that what you're doing when you're in your calling, there's some friction.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, as much as, because I'm a pleaser. I would rather try to live my life in such a way that there wasn't any. Yeah. But that holds me back so much. Mm-hmm. So learning to be comfortable with criticism yeah. has been a big part of calling. So that's maybe more than what you're asking. But No,
0: that's really good because you think like when you're stepping into something, everyone's going to say, this is so you, this is right, go for it, you know? right. But having that knowledge beforehand, like, hey, if I'm going to step into what is really for me, I'm probably going to get that pushback. And yeah. so, if you're expecting that, then you can step in with confidence and yes, and push through that. I think that's good.
1: It's yes, it is good. Well, because I mean, what you're saying makes me think too. With this idea of resistance, this is another yeah. thing that I feel like I learned from Pressfield. But that um, sometimes your closest people around you will become that source of resistance, hmm. whereas you start to grow it awakens their own stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, which is hard because I find myself even doing that, let's say to Patty as mm-hmm. she's growing, mm-hmm. I'll feel like, oh, there's something in me that wants to hold her back. Cause we're yeah. we doing just fine. And yeah. you know, so it's like, it's not just that this is all internal. It affects your community and your relationships mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. So, um, if you're looking for like everybody to give you a thumbs up, you'll probably never get it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. not your real calling. Yeah. Your real calling people are gonna go, Are you sure? Yeah. And you're like, that's that's not a bad sign necessarily. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I like that. That's helpful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it can cool. be a little scary too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's yeah. not, you know what, it's not always like that either.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It doesn't totally. need to be doesn't need to be spooky. But I think it almost always requires courage.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, if we are just kind of doing the, the easy thing, it's like, that's not the fullness. No. Really stepping into the fullness does require that that courage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm starting to, to realize that a little bit more in my life. It's like, mm. you know, that saying of like, Pastor Jeff, he says this, I mean, Pastor Jay, he says this a lot, like, you only live once. Mm-hmm. You know, this you have one life to live. And I like that saying because it's like, I think sometimes we just go through life and we're like, you know, okay, this and right. this, and just sort of let life kind of take us. And I'm like, man, if we only have one life to live, like, I wanna live it with courage yeah. and like really go for it. I don't wanna let these little things hold me back or just walk in whatever's comfortable, right. you know? Right. Yeah.
1: That's so good. Well, I love that when he says that too. And I think, you know, I, Sometimes we're trying to live our life so that we won't experience loss. And that's like, mm-hmm. loss is unavoidable. Mm-hmm. But there's this other dimension of regret, what, mm-hmm. right? And you go, oh, I think you can theoretically live a life without regret. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody ever does, but you go, really the choices that you make, mm-hmm. you can live with this sort of fullness where yeah. you go, no matter what you faced, you could like press into that.
2: Yeah.
1: Even if it's hard, even mm-hmm. if it's suffering, even if it's, or if it's, I think sometimes part of calling is walking through seasons of boredom where you just feel like I'm being underutilized yeah. and I have so much to give here and yeah. nobody's noticing these things. And
2: yeah.
1: even that, I think oftentimes mm. God is working on our heart, and mm. going, yeah, this is a season. Yeah. Right? But we persevere yeah. through that and we realize we come out on the other end yeah. having learned. Yeah. Like the deep work sometimes yeah. happens in those slow times. So
0: that's really helpful too, because I think. In boredom, you're just like, okay, this cannot be it. You know, yeah, like, right? I'm so bored. I need to be alive. But yes. yeah, realizing that calling is all-encompassing of all those seasons. Yeah. 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 Really
1: and we, great. that, I think the hunger, when we talk about calling, I think it's easy to mix that up with like living a spectacular life mm-hmm. or living an impressive life. Totally. And, and it may be like from heaven's vantage point yeah. that. Yeah. But oftentimes I think... It's not impressive on a resume mm-hmm. that when you go, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a season in my life where my dad, for reasons that were not his fault, was out of work for like a year
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I saw watched my dad do so much internal work that wow. year. But I think it also was this really powerful year for my family
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what we learned and how we drew together. And, yeah. You know, so you go, you'd never choose that. Yeah. And yet that can often be the richest. It's kind of the winter months of our growth. Yeah, yeah, so much happens in those seasons too. So
0: I love that. He works it all together.
1: (laughs) Totally. At least looking backward, we're like, oh, I see what you're doing there. Going forward, you're like, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) What's funny? (laughs) So with that kind of like what God is doing, how do you feel, you know, there's kind of two sides of the spectrum. There's one side that's like, you know, God has one plan for you and you kind of got to discern like where is he calling you and what is he leading you into. And then, you know, there's other books I've read that are kind of just like you choose. Like it's kind of like anything you do is really good and God's going to use it. Yeah. But I feel like maybe it has to be somewhere kind of in between, but I don't know. What do you think about that? And how have you how have you found God's direction in your life? What has that process been like?
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, You know, and I think often when we're that wrestling with like, what is fate or the sovereignty of God and what is responsibility and freedom and choice. And Mm -hmm. this to me, you know, I think philosophically people don't like this, but those two things somehow coexist Mm -hmm. you know they they're Mm -hmm. these furious opposites that won't go away
2: yeah
1: and um so somehow all that responsibility is on us and somehow all that responsibility is on god yeah so you have that great verse in philippians Mm -hmm. where it says like work out your salvation with fear and trembling and then it says it's god who's at work to will and work to his good pleasure
2: yeah
1: (laughs) and you know i think that you almost have to grasp those things fully Mm -hmm. where we take full responsibility for our lives mm-hmm. and our decisions and our choices. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think you live with this sort of open-handed trust mm-hmm. that in the end, God is going to direct yeah. probably more than we realize. Yeah, That we're probably less free than we want to admit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, how many times I'd like to go back and fix my story at different places.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think God would go, no way. Yeah. That chapter was so important or you wouldn't be here without this or even that wound or that Mm -hmm. thing that you're working with.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, you know, I mean, this is going to seem tangential, but I think, you know, it's like praying for healing and something's not going away. And I think sometimes God goes, oh, you need that wound. That's part of the journey. That's part of the story. (laughs) So working with that and working Mm -hmm. through that Mm -hmm. and limping along the way. I think oftentimes it creates humility in us, yeah. creates a softness and a trust where mm-hmm, I can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that's hard. It's hard. It is hard.
2: So hard.
1: <laughs> but it's comforting. I think the older I get, it's comforting looking back and thinking about sovereignty, which used to, yeah. I think when I was younger, would kind of be a violating concept. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like, feeling like your story is being held
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: that you've been led even when you didn't realize, you know? It sounds a little cliche, I guess, but I just think it's true. Yeah, And I think you start realizing that so many things that felt within your control really are beyond your control. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself just going, okay, thank you, God, Yeah. that you've got this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes so much sense because when you're younger, you want the sense of like, I have my whole life ahead of me. I want to be able to choose whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. But then mo- later in life, you kind of look back and you're like, oh, I hope I did everything right. And knowing like God's been in control is such an amazing thing. You're like, okay, like he's got this and... Yeah. where I'm supposed to be. Yes. I think that's really needed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and it's I remember a time in my life where I feel like I had two very different opportunities in front of me. And mm. I was praying, God, what's the right thing? Yeah. And I really feel like God said, "Pick."
0: Yeah.
1: And I remember kind of praying back like, "What are you hoping that I'll pick?" Yeah. <laughs> that's <a> good question. <laughs> But I think sometimes in those choices, God does love to give us what our hearts desire. Mm-hmm. So I think that's even factored into this. I don't think we have a God yeah. who's just choosing these things yeah. because he's like, sorry, deal with it. I think so much is him going, trust me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I know what we're going for here. And yeah. He sees the end much better. Yeah. You, you see that as a parent where you end up making decisions for your kids that they don't want, but you know in the end they do. And- yes. So I think sometimes sovereignty works a little bit that way too.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love that because truly, I think we sometimes think we know what we want. It's really not what we want, you know?
1: Yeah, right.
0: He's like, no, actually, this is what you want. You'll see it later.
1: Totally, because yeah. we want a shortcut.
0: Mm-hmm. You totally.
1: know, I think we go, oh, I would love to be this person, and what's the fastest way there? Yeah. And I think sometimes it's a slower journey than we want it to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Very slow sometimes. what am I doing? <laughs> I, or yeah. you're
1: going around that block again, and you're mm-hmm. thinking, I was just here. Are we really doing this again? Yeah. And, but even there, I think God is going, we're going a little bit deeper each yeah. time. Yeah. We Sometimes we don't see that change. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that prayer that says, trust the slow work of God.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, slow work. Mm-hmm. You can trust, right? It's mm-hmm. something that sticks. and. Yeah. We love immediate and spectacular. And yeah. God is so often going, let's do the patient fruit Yes, where the goodness is. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. So when you said, you know, you felt like God was saying with those two options, choose one. What does that kind of look like for you when you're praying, asking God for direction, asking Him for wisdom? What does that look like to hear His voice or sense, sense His direction in those times?
1: Hmm. Well, and I mean that is so that's something I'm learning mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. right, like I think we spend our lives learning that mm-hmm. um, yeah i mean i I'm thinking this kind of goes back to earlier answers, but um, with this idea of resistance,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think there is oftentimes when I feel like God speaks to me, I'm going, "Oh no,
2: mhm-, like. <laughs>
1: That's not, yeah. that's not what I'm asking for, yeah or when God goes, I've been telling you this, Jeff. as I like to come and pray God, what am I supposed to do? And I realize, oh, he's been telling me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm hoping he will change his mind <laughs> yeah, on this thing, because yeah. it's not where I want to go, right? And mm-hmm. mostly for reasons connected either to comfort or control or my ego.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, And God is saying, no, I, um, this is where we're going. There's a sort of gentle persistence to yeah. it, but a firmness in it too. Yeah. Um, so there, I notice oftentimes when God speaks a, a bit of stubbornness mm-hmm. in my own heart, which just points to the work that yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Um, but again, and I, I said this before too, but I think, um, there's this delight that comes yeah. up too. Like, yeah. really? Do you really think I could do that? Yeah. Because that's, I think that's it is that when God says, I want you to do this, Jeff, it's often it costs more than I want it to cost. hmm and it also takes more than I can just do on my own. Mm-hmm. I can't just show up and pull it off. Yeah. So there's just risk built into it. Yeah. And always like vulnerability.
2: Mm.
1: It Almost always requires people seeing more of my heart than I want to show. Yeah. So it's got this like anxiety component. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want to yeah. go there. Um, so that for me... Mm -hmm. Okay, and let me just say that's as I'm exploring calling. Yeah. Because I've had times where I've been like so alone and I feel like all of a sudden God has just come in and been like, I'm here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No resistance, no anything, just God's presence, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a. there are times where I've experienced that peace and that presence of God where it hasn't been this Father going, get out there. It's just been this gentle, compassionate presence. Um, However usually when I'm talking about calling, mm-hmm. it's um, it's a little bigger than I feel like I'm ready for. Mm-hmm. And it's hmm. something that we're going to have to do together. Yeah. So as I as that starts to digest, then I start getting excited. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's generally not my first reaction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it kind of comes.
1: Yes. Yeah. First it's like, oh no.
0: Yeah. Like, Please don't <laughs> let it be this. Yeah. <laughs> I find for me, it's like, when I kind of sense that God is leading me in one direction, it's like I sort of have this deep sense of knowing. I'm just like, sort of just know that I'm gonna do yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, I and then I kind of trick myself and I like make all these other options. Like for instance, when I was um, applying to colleges, like I sort of had this deep knowledge, like I kind of know I'm gonna go to Westmont, yeah. but I applied to like 13 colleges and I was, I was searching all over the place for all these amazing colleges. Just like, which one do I go to? God, like so anxious, but it was like I almost was creating this anxiety because I kind of already knew. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. I was like, whoa, I think that's how he kind of leads me in a way. It's just this deep sense of kind of peace. Like, I think that's the I one. love that. Yeah.
1: See, that's like a gift of faith, which I covet a little bit, but my wife has that too.
0: <laughs> I think you have that.
1: <laughs> well, I think that sometimes there is that just with that a sort of quiet calm where yeah. I think, oh, that's that's really worth paying attention to. Mm-hmm. I also don't think there's anything wrong with options. Totally. Right? Yeah. So some of that is just being faithful to it. Yep. But I wouldn't be surprised as you go through life if that continues to occur. Mm-hmm. You're going, Oh, there's that thing. Yeah. And I, I had a professor that would say, when God speaks. When you like, when it's confirmed, when you go, oh, that was God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so let's say Westmont. He would go, okay, rewind to those tapes and remember what it felt like, because yeah. that's really important. Yep. And it's almost like every single person has their own way yeah. of describing that thing. Totally. So you could write it out explicitly, and it wouldn't necessarily work for me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it does work for you. Yeah. And you go, oh, this is this is the way it sounds. Yeah. And it could sound other ways, too. Mm-hmm. But when you start to recognize that, that's part of discernment. Yeah. It's going, oh, I remember this feeling.
0: Yes. I like that. Yeah. Marking it and being like, okay, remember this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, So he would use that word texture, and I always thought, oh, that's an odd word, but I like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when you get at it, you're like, almost you can, the air feels different or something yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, you use that, I I, that word.
1: I stole it, but I do love that word. It's well, good. it's good at, at describing. I mean, I think this is where like scripture you see again and again, mm-hmm. borrows from the five senses to try to mm-hmm. refer to this
2: yeah.
1: sort of supernatural, otherworldly. Yeah. So it's going to say taste and see that the Lord is yes. good. And you can, I guess, physically taste those things. But it's more saying there's this sensorial experience of God that's mm-hmm. beyond, but kind of reminds us or something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. He uses what we know to describe things that are
1: yeah so beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just enough,
0: you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. It's
1: Yeah. So I don't know if we ever get it completely wired. I certainly don't. Yeah. But I do find myself catching on quicker. Mm-hmm. Almost like it takes God less times yeah. to get my attention. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, there you are.
0: yeah. Yeah. So talking a little bit about meaning and finding the sense of, like, fulfillment, how how do you kind of measure success in your own life? I think our society has an interesting way of describing success, but how do you define that and measure that for yourself? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I think maybe that's kind of what I was getting at with flow. Yeah. So I was meeting with our friend Gabe Sullivan, mm-hmm. and I'm in the process of writing a book, and I remember— looking at this sort of publishing date down the road and saying, oh, I see this sort of arrival coming. Yeah. And I remember Gabe going, I think you're doing it right now. Yes. Meaning like you're out there putting these thoughts down on paper and Mm -hmm. you're um, doing this blog and speaking and you're doing, this is the creative work, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you're going, oh, no, I need the I need the diploma or I need the yeah. artifact that I've created to go see my life as meaning. Yeah. And that was really helpful to me because mm-hmm. I think for some people, these sort of moments won't come. They're not mm-hmm. going to go get a PhD or they're not going to go yeah. do these things. And yet you go, if you're participating in this, say, a life of deep creativity, although it doesn't have to be artistic, but it probably in all of us has a little bit of that. Yeah um to be doing that is mm-hmm. the thing
2: mm-hmm. right yeah
1: and yeah you know, i mean this is something i have liked this quote by victor frankel where he's saying you can't pursue success
2: mm. you can't
1: pursue happiness it just ensues well, you live a life bigger than yourself mm-hmm. you live for something bigger than yourself yeah and this just comes yeah right yeah and so to go after it, almost you break it, Yeah. right? Or you create this thing, that you mm-hmm. create this idol that in the end you're like, oh, this, I thought this was going to fulfill me and it doesn't.
0: Totally.
1: Right? But you go, I mean, I think this is constantly what Jesus is inviting people to is mm-hmm. this bigger story. Mm-hmm. I love the Hebrews reference of like walking in a manner the world's not worthy of. Yes. It's this idea of living according to a standard that surpasses our little systems of keeping track of who's important and who's not. Yeah. You just realize that's offered to anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's all a matter of the heart as opposed to what gets documented on your resume or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because it is. I mean, you just said this morning, you know, it's not about what you do. It's about who you are.
1: Yeah, yes,
2: yeah.
0: And how do we kind of stay in that place, you know? It's so hard Mm -hmm. because our society is all about, what are you doing? What are you, and that's what people ask you, you know, when you meet them. What do you do? So it's like, man, it's such a practice to keep yourself in that place of it's about who I am. Like yes, not measuring yourself by what you do. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I had this thought, and I don't know if this totally helps it or what, but I was thinking it's almost like when you think of calling, it's like living a healthy life. Hmm. And if you think of yeah. call, your calling in terms of health, you realize there's just rhythm to it and there's balance to it. And there's yeah. rest and there's exertion and there's yeah. like eating right. But there's also times of just enjoyment and yeah. like to go balance yeah. is a huge part of a healthy rhythm of life. And mm-hmm. you go calling probably has some similar sort of rhythm to it. Yeah. Instead of we want this like thing that we can just hammer away at this thing. Yeah. If it worked once, it's going to work twice and just do more of it. And yeah. you would go... Oh, I think it can, you can sort of come in and out of this rhythm Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that reflects more of a balance in life or something like that. So it's an overall quality of life is connected to calling Mm -hmm. because I think some of the most important marks of a healthy life are just times of quiet, Mm
2: -hmm. times
1: where you're not productive, Mm -hmm. times where you're detached. Some of the best times with your kids is when you're not doing anything, you're doing nothing. right? So you would go... It is having that sort of balance to it Mm -hmm. that knows how to really engage when it's time to engage and knows how to detach when it's time to detach. Yeah. So it's complex, but I think in that sense, too, we find our whole life living kind of Finding that art of healthy living. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think you guys are the champions of this. Your family <laughs> does so good in this. You're like my inspiration. Oh. But it's good, right? So joy yeah. becomes a huge part of calling, mm-hmm. but it's joy in our work, yeah. but joy in our families and yeah. all of that.
0: Yeah, it's so much bigger than just what's my career. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: No, and I think that it's so true. I, and that is... Yeah, And that's not to say... I mean, there's so many people that they just showed up and did their job and there was nobility to that, you know? So I want to be respectful of that too. Yeah. But I do think this, uh, you know, Thoreau's line of like living lives of quiet desperation. And Mm -hmm. I just think there is too much of that. Yeah. And as much as there may be nobility in that and a sort of strength of resolve... I don't think that's what any parent wants for their kids, right? And in a similar way, I think God's longing is that people come alive.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So there is, you know, and that doesn't imply that we avoid suffering because that's in there too. Mm -hmm. But, um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah, but there is this sort of invitation for everybody to a life of joy.
2: Yeah.
1: And you see that. I mean, when we go on missions trips or whatever and you walk into situations Mm -hmm. of real poverty and yet you see... Oh my gosh, there's more joy here than there is at home. And yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: I know it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So what kind of advice do you have for, you know, people in similar situation as I am where I'm like, you know, I know that there's more and that that you're saying like coming alive, living this life of being alive. You know, I feel the sense of like God stirring in me like there's more. I, I want to come to life in More areas of my life, you know what I mean? I feel like I just want to step into that. So what advice do you have for people in that place?
1: Yeah. And, well, I um, I mean, my advice would be that I think you can trust the work that God is doing. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes it's slower than we'd like it to be. I mean, I've thought this with you because I think you've weathered some real storms or some times where you've you know as i pray for you i would think god i think this is long enough like i think most ready to just <laughs> just show her show yeah. her the next thing um but that's what i want but if i take a step back from that mm-hmm. i watch you grow
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i love it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um so i think in some regards i would say it's happening yeah whether you know it or not. Yeah. Right? Totally. Um, which is cool. I, and I also, I think, there's just that opportunity to really stay in this place where you're going, okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want me to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but I, that's not new advice. And I think you live there really mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping for you, like, mm-hmm. this thing. But I also think you can find freedom
2: mm-hmm. to
1: go... I loved that one. I feel like God was saying to me, like, go pick something. Yeah. And in a way, I think you're not rushing to the next thing, that God knows your heart. Mm-hmm. And so I do think when you're in that space where you're open, mm-hmm. then it is—you can really pay attention to what delights you yeah. or where the longings are. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what those are.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so yes. I realize this is complex— But, um, but I, I think this idea that we have, I think God has a little bit of this sort of playfulness Mm
2: -hmm. where he likes
1: to be pursued.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I love that verse in Isaiah about God being a God who hides. Mm -hmm. And I can almost see this kind of whimsical side of God where he wants you to come find him too. So I think there is a season of waiting, but, Mm -hmm. um, when ideas kind of jump and you feel your heart leap yeah especially when you're young I think oh you can just go
2: yeah
1: right mm-hmm. <laughs> try not to rack up a bunch of debt or something like yeah that. But, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but um but it is fun to kind of explore
2: mm-hmm.
1: and those are gifts too mm-hmm. you know so um so I think I would say that I think I would Say soak up. Yeah. Life experience. I also think like thinking about you, how this has been such a sweet season of family and friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes people don't get that. Yeah. So I see the goodness in that too. Totally. Where that's a real gift mm-hmm. and part of your story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, you know, I think something that your brother and I talk about all the time is how opportunity isn't the hard part for God. Mm like the i think so often what god is waiting for is our hearts yeah and so i don't know i don't know how that applies but i think i like that so often when when our hearts are there and open and ready and then it's god's timing you find things fall in line that you couldn't have put there for yourself yeah wow like it's Little bit like God showing off, like, let me show you how easy this is for me to do. Yeah, and I think for us, it's the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And if we try to control it, it creates so much stress. But when we like really give that to God and say, All right, Mm -hmm. opportunity is yours. Yeah, and I'm just gonna be in this place of readiness Mm -hmm. and responding in courage. Yeah, stepping in. I mean, I think what you're doing right now is, um. Faithful Mm -hmm. to a longing that's been there. And I think that's what you do. Mm -hmm. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Taking those small steps. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Which aren't even, in the end, probably very small steps. They're probably big steps on a certain heart level. Yeah. Where you're going, at least the courage to do it sometimes is a massive step. Even though it appears to be small. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so many good things. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I feel... Like my brain has just grown. Nice. <laughs> Ten years.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll probably you. change my mind
0: in five years, but <laughs> exactly—that's what we all do, right? The journey—we're <laughs> constantly, oh yeah, new thinking. Mm-hmm. But that was so helpful, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. It's fun to do this with you. It's
0: so fun, and just thank you for who you are and all you do for our town and our church and all the people you impact. You're amazing. Ah. Mel. Yes. This is fun. So fun. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got so much out of it, because I know I did. And happy Sunday to everybody.